Greetings. I'm Pastor Donaldson Jones of the Mount New Home Missionary Baptist Church of Leeton, Alabama. I want to thank Pastor Nash for giving me this opportunity to congratulate him and the Mount Horeb Church upon your pastor's installation. Pastor Nash and I met along with his father many years ago in the National Baptist Convention. He is a great soul. Jesus said, him that is great among you, let him be your servant. Pastor Nash Jr. certainly exemplifies the great spirit of service of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I recall once upon a time we were in a convention meeting. It was cold outside and I didn't have my hat. And so Pastor Nash simply took his hat off and gave it to me. That's the kind of person he is. He's a self-giving person. He gives of himself selflessly. The Mount Horeb Church, the Dallas community, Texas, America, and the world is blessed to have the gift of God given to us through the person and pastorate of this very fine young Christian gentleman, Reverend Stephen Nash. Congratulations, Pastor Nash and the good people of Mount Horeb Church. Blessings. Greetings in the name of our Father and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit, our God, is just so good and pleasant to be in the midst of great people and also to send you greetings from the best church this side of heaven, the Pleasant Hill Missionary Baptist Church in New Boston, Texas. So I want to give my well wishes and my prayers and blessings to my good friend and brother, Pastor Stephen Chuck Nash, Jr., on this great, great occasion that he is embarking on of being pastor of the Mount Hor Missionary Baptist Church there in the in DeSoto. Amen. We just so excited about this new endeavor. We hate we can't be there in person, but we thank God for the the work and the well uh, wishes that you will receive from other people. We just thank God for you following the lead of our Savior. You be blessed, and you guys be blessed as a family. Amen. Hello. Um... Pastor Stephen Chuck Nash Jr. It's Pastor Pointer. Uh, greeting you in the perfect name of Jesus. And I'm so excited about your assignment as senior pastor of the Mount Hort Baptist Church of DeSoto, Texas. You've had the privilege to sit stand and walk with one of the great preachers of our time, your dad, Dr. Stephen Stephen Nash Sr. You've been blessed. You have a great ministry ahead of you. I'm praying for you that God will keep you and guide you. Again, I'm excited. My encouragement to you is that God is faithful my exhortation is that you be faithful and God will continue to bless. Be blessed, man. Love you. Uncle Pointer, Pastor, Greater Fellowship Baptist Church, Washington, D.C. Congratulations, Reverend Stephen Charles Nash, Jr. on your installation as the new pastor of Mount Horeb Church in DeSoto. We are so excited for you on your new journey and we know that you are going to do so much in our community and for your new church again best wishes to you congratulations from your friend your attorney your judge valencia nash 
Dallas County, Justice of the Peace, Precinct 1, Place 2. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. Greetings in the name of Jesus our Christ, Savior and Lord. I come to say congratulations to you, Pastor Stephan Chuck Nash. You have been found faithful that God has promoted you to a new assignment. And God always rewards faithfulness. The Bible says that on that great and glorious day of coronation, we can expect to hear his welcome voice say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Now, I'll make you ruler over many things. I just truly believe that God's supreme requirement for promotion is faithfulness. And you, Stephan Nash, have been found faithful. Your faithful service, love, and support over the many years has yielded unto you the honor only God entrusts to men after his own heart to shepherd his people. So congratulations also, Mount Horeb. You have a gift from God. Take care that if you're going to honor the giver, you must cherish the gift. My prayer is that God will continue to bless you, guide, and lead you on your new assignment. Congratulations, Pastor Stephan Chuck Nash. that he has done amen thank you to each one of those brethren who and sister who uh, took time out to uh, send in their videos uh, I'm greatly appreciative I almost teared up a little bit in this eye <laughs> amen amen I get is it now preaching time amen amen I, I'm sorry, uh, so Smith, uh, come up and, and welcome our visitors, amen, and Sister Felicia Smith, give it honor to God, I just wanted to come and say welcome, welcome to my horror, we thank you for making it uh, making it this way. We pray that you will hear something that will bless your heart. We pray that you will be uh, comfortable and just do what the Lord will have for you to do. Thank you and be blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, uh, Sister Smith. Uh, amen. This is uh, the place where we are moving from religion to righteousness amen god bless you thank you for tuning in thank you for showing up uh, it's my honor and a pleasure uh, to introduce to some and present to others uh, this young man who is coming uh, to bring us the word for this morning uh, i am i'm truly honored to be able to call him uh, not only a friend, but a brother. Amen. Uh, down through the years, we have, we were just talking on the other day, 
and we've been through a whole lot of stuff. Amen. Uh, but God has uh, proved himself faithful. Uh, he has proved himself uh, to be a gracious God, a merciful God, for that he has carried the both of us uh, to the plateau uh, that we now are uh, privileged to be at. Uh, you know, folk always say, you call yourself a preacher. I said, no, God calls me a preacher. Amen. And so with that being said, uh, this is a, a day that I've been dreaming of for a long time uh, to be able to come up and present my brother during my installation service. And so it's with great honor and great pleasure uh, that I present to you uh, Pastor Anthony Halley, pastor of the True Light Missionary Baptist Church of Studywood, Texas. Amen. He's come to share with us. I'm happy that he's here. And as as my father would say a whole lot of times, and I'm just now really understanding it, if it's my party, I want my friends to be here. And so this is one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world. And it's my honor and pleasure for him to come this way to share with us on this morning. So Mount Horeb, those of you listening on Facebook or wherever you're listening, strap on your seatbelts and get ready to receive what God has to say through this, my brother, Pastor Anthony F. Anthony Fabian Halley II. Amen. After we stand and sing my favorite hymn, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. The next voice that you will hear will be that of our preacher for the morning, Pastor Halley. bless you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. 
I was glad when they sent unto me. Let us. Uh, they didn't leave me at home. They said, let us go into the house of worship. I am extremely excited uh, to be here today. Mom, I'm so excited um, that I know I have to be excited because I wouldn't do this for anyone else. Uh, preaching in the preaching in the middle of a pandemic, uh, I I wouldn't do it. Uh, but for this fella, and I mean that, uh, I don't, I don't have church in my own church, um, and so to share uh, like this uh, means something to me. Uh, I have uh, spent time with uh, this young man a long time, and as he as has been forestated. We've been through, been through a lot uh, together, and it is only because of the grace and mercy of God uh, that we are, we are here. I'm home, y'all. Y'all don't mind if I let my hair down a little bit. The, the little bit I got left. My, my pastor, my father in the ministry, Dr. Jerome Kirby, uh, who's gone on to be with the Lord, told me when I was a young preacher, very, very uh, a lad of a preacher, uh, he said to me, son, just like that, son, uh, your best friend is going to be another preacher and your worst enemy is going to be another preacher. And I'm glad uh, that I, my best friend, literally, is another preacher, a pastor now. And that does my heart uh, so very good. Hey, Riri, I got some, some other friends who are on the gangster side. Uh, so I need some balance in my life, you know. And I'm glad uh, to have Stephen Charles Nash junior as as my friend uh, i give him honor um, and esteem today uh, and then i'd be remiss if i did not say this uh, that a great deal probably most of who he is uh, a lot of what i am uh, we owe to dr stephen charles nash senior While this is uh, a party for this pastor, uh, we can't celebrate this pastor without celebrating him. And so we honor, we honor you today and thank you, Dr. Nash, for doing and being, being what you have been and doing what you have done. Uh, God bless you. Pastor Stapleton, good to see you here. I hope I don't fail you this morning. Uh, and if I do, charge it to my head, not to my heart, please. In the book of Ephesians, 
my introduction was longer than my sermon. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. Beginning at verse 11, Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse 11, you found that scripture, say amen, amen. you still looking, say hold on, all right, if you, if you in Revelation, you've gone too far. My Bible, that's page 1086. I don't know what, what yours is. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse 11. And thank y'all for these lights because I've gotten a little older and my vision has gotten a little obscured. Amen. If you look there, you'll find these words recorded. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles, in the flesh who are called uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Let me read that again. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Uh, for just a few minutes this morning, I want to talk to you uh, from these words, the pastor's proclamation. The pastor's proclamation. I must admit that I, I struggled, Dr. Nash, on what to preach this morning. Um... It's a grand day for my brother. It's a, uh, I believe, a first for me uh, in celebrating a pastoral or preaching a pastoral installation. And so I struggled a bit with it and uh, talked to God about it, and he said, I, you, got a, you got something you can say of to encourage the people and this pastor as we embark on a new journey. We're living in some strange times. We're living in some chaotic times. Um, a pandemic, uh, if it was all we had, it would, Lisa, be bad enough. But we've got a little more going on than that, racial injustice, uh, sneakiness in the Senate, chaos in Congress, and just downright pathetic.
pathetic behavior coming from the president. We're living in some strange times. And so, Pastor, uh, as I was thinking about what to preach this morning, I, I thought what better place to start than in the book of Ephesians where there were some strange things going on. And Paul is writing these young uh, Christians who were once Gentiles trying to encourage them to keep the course, stay the way, don't give up. You are somebody. Don't let anybody tell you uh, just because you were not born a Jew doesn't mean you aren't related to Jesus Christ. It was strange, strange times. And the reality is my my brother, that uh, as you begin embark on this pastorate, that people are going to deal with some strange things. Um, for some strange reason, for some strange reason, we have created an atmosphere in our churches across this country, across this world that has become an atmosphere for entertainment. We treat the church like it's just somewhere uh, to get the latest gossip, to hear the latest news, to wear my new fancy suit, pretty hat, or whatever else I might have. It is a place of entertainment. Who's singing? Who's preaching? Who's praise dancing? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? It's a place of, we treat it like the movie theater. We we go to watch the show when in reality, when we leave, we leave the same way, broken, battered, defeated, uh, deflected. We, we leave just as messed up uh, as we came. And pastor, I'm telling you, every week you're going to have some messed up people come into church. They were messed up uh, from the Sunday before last. Monday, they got some more stuff on them messed up. Tuesday, got some more stuff on them messed up. Wednesday, got some more stuff messed up. Thursday, messed up. Friday, messed up. Saturday, messed up. And when they come in here Sunday morning, many of them are not asking the question, is there a word from the Lord? But you got to be committed to the cause and say there is a word from the Lord that, that will help you with your situation, that will break the bondage that you are in. Many of us treat the church like it's a gas station. We we just go when our tanks get a little empty. That that's all. I only need God when I need God. I don't I don't need God all the time. When I got a little money, God sit sit on the sideline. When I when I got good health, God sit on the sideline. When my friends have not forsaken me, God sit on the sideline. But when trouble shows its ugly face, we want to call on God. God. We treat the church like it's a gas station, the pastor's proclamation. But Sunday after Sunday, the pastor stands behind this sacred desk declaring there is a word from the Lord. There's something that can help you. There's something that can deliver you. There's something that can set you free. Y'all help me preach this this morning. If you would, here it was. I like, I like Solange nose. I really do. I know we got a lot of Beyonce fans in the world, but I, I like Solange. And I'm not married anymore, so I really be looking at Solange. 
Oh, but Solange, pray for me, Reverend, pray for me. But, but Solange has a song out, Cranes in the Sky, an old song. And this is what we do uh, as Christians. We try and use a whole lot of other stuff to fix our problems. And here's what Solange says. She said, I tried to drink it away. I tried to put one in the air. I don't know what she's talking about. I, I tried to dance it away. I tried to change it with my hair. I ran my credit card bill up, thought a new dress would make it better. I tried to work it away, but that just made me even sadder. Pastor, there's some people who going to come to church with the same declaration. And again, you got to declare there is a word from the Lord. Here it is. Paul is dealing with disconnected Christians. They, they are feeling disconnected because they are not Jews by birth. And Paul says there's a word from the Lord that's going to help you in your life. My brothers and my sisters, our disconnection in our lives has caused us, many of us, some undue stress. Some undue heartache. Some undue Pain. The, the theme of uh, the book of Ephesians is literally Christians get along and be who you are. And Paul says there's a word from the Lord. He says you've got to understand that the only reason you are connected and, and Sunday after Sunday the pastor declares the word from the Lord is you are who you are, have what you have because you're connected to Jesus Christ. Paul says you were once strangers. Uh, you were afar off. You didn't really have a relationship. But now, through the blood of Jesus Christ, you are somebody. Let me run through my little outline here, and then I promise you will be ready to go. So when in the pastor's proclamation, here's what you declare, Dr. Nash, Pastor Nash, here's what you declare. You declare that a relationship with Jesus Christ gives you a position. I didn't make it up. It's right there in the text. I'm not smart enough. To figure this thing out. He says in verse 13. He says but now in Christ. Ye who were sometimes were afar off. Are made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. He says listen. You were once a Gentile. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ. You now have a position. You are somebody. You are. Somebody, Cam, you somebody, man, because you got a relationship with Jesus Christ. It says, my relationship with Jesus Christ gives me a position, literally, in the Greek, the word there is in goose. What Jesus did, what God did for us through the blood of Jesus Christ was he engoosed us. He squeezed us near. He brought us close to him. He pulled us next to him. Oh, don't look at me strange. Don't look like you've been saved all your life. You wasn't chasing God. You wasn't trying to find out where he was. But thank God he engoosed you. Thank God he grabbed you. Thank God he pulled you near. Thank God he said, no devil, not this one. No Satan, not that one. He pulled you near. He engoosed you. He 
gave us a position. Uh, he gave us a position. Your, your relationship to Jesus Christ is really the all-important matter in this life. There is a difference. And I like it. I like when you said it, Pastor. There is a difference between relationship and religion. If your faith only functions on Sunday, then you have a fraudulent faith. If you can't say amen, say ouch. If your faith only functions on Sunday, then you've got a fraudulent faith. You've got to have faith enough in God that when I leave the church doors, God is still God. And you know why you got to have that kind of faith? Because life is still real out there. And if life is still real out there, you better find you a real God to depend on. Lord, I'm glad you engoosed me. Draw me nearer. Yeah, yeah every day I, I'm not perfect, Dr. Nash. But I, I want to get a little better every single day. I tell the members of True Light this all the time. If, if on December 31st, uh, you were cussing 500 times. On January 1st, you ought to be down to 499. It, it don't mean you stop cussing, but it means you got a little better. And I got a little better because I spent some time with my creator. And I can't stay the same looking at God. goose me that's what you tell them Reverend oh, that when they're going through hell and high water that God has engooshed you he's he's given you a position in this relationship oh position makes all the difference in the world my brother oh my granddaddy oh, oh gave his grandchildren positions made sure we understood what responsibility looked like. Oh, but sometimes there's some things I can't buy, can't earn, cannot merit. I was on a flight one day back to, on my way back home to Detroit. Uh, I, was, I was fortunate enough to be in first class, Pat. Uh, there, was a little, there was a little girl uh, who came on the plane sat right down next to me. I was looking for her parents, her guardian, somebody uh, that, was, that was with her. Somebody. This, this is a child. She doesn't need to be here on her own. And uh, I didn't want to ask her any questions. Uh, I'm a black man in America. Black Lives Matter. I didn't want no trouble. Uh, I, I spoke to her, but I minding my own business well the plane took off and I, I noticed that the stewardess or the flight attendants paid special attention to this young lady I mean they were they, they, they were Johnny on the spot with do you need something or are you okay now I really had a problem because I, I was in first class and I, I could have I, I bought the ticket I, I got a little money uh, but how did this girl uh, afford to get in first class? I know she ain't working. Uh, I was troubled, and they weren't giving me the same service that they were giving to this little girl. And I, I got inquisitive, Felicia. Right. I said, baby, who are you? Who are you? 
And she said, uh, what do you mean, sir, who am I? I said, where are your parents at? She said, well, my daddy is flying the plane. Wait, I know I, I've been a little slow in my life, too. You missed it, didn't you? She was in first class. Couldn't afford to buy the ticket. I, I bought mine. But her position or her relationship gave her a position that put her in first class. And she said, I'm here because my daddy is the pilot. Well, may I help somebody this morning? The only reason you are where you are is because God is in control. Stop thinking your money got you the way you are. Your intelligence got you the way you are. Your familial status got you the way you are. No, you are where you are because of God. Paul says our relationship gives us a position. But not only does our relationship give us a position, but as we move on throughout the text, and I could have read it all, but I didn't. Uh, read it when you get home. In verse 14, he says, our relationship gives us peace. For he is our peace who have made, who have made both one and have broken down the middle wall, the partition between us. Literally, understand this in context that Jews, Gen Jews and Gentiles, Jews especially, did not like Gentiles. Gentiles really didn't like Jews because they thought they were too religious. They were such and much. Hoity-toity. Thought they were somebody. But Paul comes along as he's teaching these young Christians, these Gentile converts, he says the partition has been split. So there is no important person in this relationship. And you can have peace understanding that. God promises in Deuteronomy 31 and 8 that he will never leave nor forsake us. He says, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I can have peace even in the middle of a storm because God's got my back. Many of you all, many of you all know my story, know my situation, know my circumstance. Lost my wife 34 years old. That's not supposed to happen in life. It's, it's just not supposed to happen. And the truth be told, I was ready to lose my mind. But somehow, some, no, I know how it happened. Uh, we, we always want to give Dr. Phil, Oprah, and everybody else credit. But there's something, someone called the Holy Spirit that intercedes for us when we don't have sense enough to intercede for ourselves my wife died mama i ain't got no time to talk to god i don't want to hear no holy talk don't be talking to me about pray about it it's gonna be all right everything's gonna be okay hell no it ain't i'm sorry y'all excuse me it's not gonna be okay i'm in trouble right now i don't want to talk to god but somehow some way he sends his holy spirit to calm me down and say no man devil you can't have this one with listen i'm getting ready to testify right here let me chase some rabbit for a moment with gun in hand my phone rang it was this young man calling me god said i'll give you peace i'll take care of you when you don't have sense enough to take care of yourself 
Paul says, this kind of relationship gives you peace. Uh, Dr. Nash, I used to hear my grandmother say these words. I'm, I'm sending up timber. And I, I used to wonder, where in the world are you sending timber to? Where, 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 where are you sending it to? And I don't see nothing going up if you're sending it. What timber are you sending? But I was young, didn't understand it. But I've been through life a little bit now. I'm clear on what grandmama was saying. Grandmama was saying, I'm storing up some stuff. Because life is going to happen. And when life happens, I might not feel like sending up timber. And when I send up timber to store up, God sends it back down when I need it. Lord have mercy I wish I had somebody here who had gone through something in life you've been sending up prayers this whole time and now you don't feel like praying God says here's a return on your investment you sent it up already I'm just giving it back to you that's peace that's peace Jesus had to give his disciples some peace because he knew he was getting ready to leave them. He said, I got to go, y'all. But I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'll leave you a comforter. I'm going to leave you somebody to rock you. I'm going to leave you somebody to hold you. I'm going to leave you somebody to wipe your tears away. I'm going to leave you somebody to lead you. I'm going to leave you somebody to direct you. I'm going to leave somebody to guide you. I'm going to leave you somebody to convict you. I'm going to leave you somebody who's going to take care of you. Here's why I want to close this point right here. I'm going to leave you somebody to give you peace. Peace in the middle of a pandemic. Peace in the middle of a pathetic political system. Peace in the middle of craziness. I'll give you peace. I'll give you peace. He knew. He knew he, we would need some peace. I've been too long. Let me run on. Uh, not only does this relationship give us, not only does this relationship give us a promotion, not only does this relationship give us peace, or gives us a position, not only does it give us peace, but it also gives us a promotion. Um, uh, verse 18, it says, For through him we have both access by one spirit unto the Father. Through him, Jesus Christ, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. That's a promotion. Now that you know Jesus Christ, he said you've got a promotion. You, you, I know you thought you were a nobody. But I'm giving you a promotion. Many of us keep wondering why stagnation has become the story of our lives. May I suggest that we are amputated Christians? Let me say it again. We keep wondering why our lives are so stagnant. It's because we are amputated Christians. You can't disconnect yourself from your power source. Whenever you disconnect yourself from your power source, you will lose your power. 
And that's what Paul is trying to warn these Ephesians not to do. Yes, you are Gentile, but understand, you got a promotion. You somebody. You somebody. We have disrupted the the connection uh, for whatever reasons. But when we cut ourselves off, we we have neither the capacity to grow nor the opportunity to serve when we cut ourselves off. We have, we, we do not have the capacity to grow nor the opportunity to serve. We miss out on our promotion. I know, I know the world we live in. I know the times we live in. Get, get, get. Me, me, me. My, my, my. I, I know, I know where we live. But God says through his word that the promotion that I gave you is not just for you. All right, all right, all right. Y'all going to make me preach hard. Stop getting mad when you see other folk getting promoted in life, especially if they are a child of God. What we need to learn how to do is celebrate with them. Y'all know how, can y'all see how contagious this becomes? If I celebrate with you in your happiness, in your promotion, God said, well, you don't deserve to be down there. Let me lift you up too because you learn how to appreciate what you have and push others to greatness. I've learned how to celebrate other folks' promotions. That's why I'm so happy about today. Oh, I, I I got a real brother now. Oh, brother in pastoring. Oh, and Pastor Stapleton, there's some things that I go through that I can't talk to a non-pastor about. I need a, I need a, a pastor. Somebody who knows what I'm going through. And he has promoted my brother. He, I watched my brother push me, propel me, encourage me. And he couldn't leave him where he was because he's too much of a promoter. God says, I've given you a promotion. And my, your promotion is not just for you alone. Uh, it is that you might help somebody else. I know God will give you a promotion. Uh, I know he will. Uh, uh, explanation. Uh, illustration. That's where I am. That helps me preach. Uh, that's not for y'all. That was for me. I was talking to myself. Um, uh, my wife and I, uh, super, the Super Bowl was in Houston, Texas a few years ago. And we got an invite to a Super Bowl party. Uh, yeah, yeah, Reverend, I, I go to good parties. Yeah, uh, not, not the ratchet stuff. <laughs> yeah, not the ratchet stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, were, we were invited to this party. I told the fellow who invited us, he said, now listen. This is a uh, NFL party. This is not an individual promoter throwing a party. This is a real party. I said, all right. I said, now listen, man, I, I don't like to be embarrassed. And so when I, when I get there, what do I say to the people? Because they don't know me. I, I don't own an NFL team. I don't play in the NFL. They don't, they don't know me. He said, just give them my name. 
I, I said, okay, I, you, you sure now, man? I don't, I don't want any problems when I get there. He said, no, I'm serious. Just give them my name. Uh, my wife was excited about it. Uh, we were going to be a part of the Super Bowl festivities. Uh, we put our, uh, almost our Sunday go to meeting church clothes on uh, and slid on to the, to the little gala. Uh, Lisa, we, we got there, and I was nervous, trembling. I, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I, I see the crowd on the inside, and they, they don't necessarily look like me, not just from an ethnic perspective, but from a monetary perspective. Uh, they dressed a little different than I am, and I, I was nervous. Got to the door. The doorman said, uh, can I have your name? I gave them my name. They didn't know my name. And I, I said, but that's not, that's not the name I need to give you, though. Uh, my name carries no weight around here, but I do have a name. And I, I gave the man the name, and he said, come on in. You, you're a little slow. You missed it. Uh, uh, God will. Your name don't mean nothing. But God's name. Oh, as a matter of fact, there is a name that is above every name. That at this name, every knee, not, not might bow, but will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord. What, you want to know what the name is? His name, I, I ain't there yet, fellas, but thank you. I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, his name is Jesus, <laughs> Mary's baby, the bright and morning star, wheel in the middle of a wheel. His name gives us a promotion. I'm done now. I got to close. I'm quitting. Oh, oh, I need that organ help, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, my... Yeah, my, I, I'm not a, I didn't, I didn't go to Bishop and learn how to do all that them fellas at the Rev's time learn how to do. Staple, I might need you to come up here and close for me. Uh, but he, he not only, finally, our relationship with him gives us some power. I didn't make it up, it's right there in the text. Verse 20 says, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. He says your relationship gives you some power. Uh, to understand how your relationship, and pastor, this is what people are going to need to hear, that you've got some access to some power that you wouldn't normally have access to. He says that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. Uh, the, the cornerstone is that stone that is set in a building. And, and, and the structure is built in reference to the cornerstone. If the cornerstone is not set right, that means the rest of the building will be off. If the cornerstone is not solid, that means the building will not be solid. If, if the cornerstone is weak, that means the building will be weak. And the reality is, my brothers and my sisters, some of us have been using some sorry cornerstones. 
instead of the proper cornerstone, we've been using all kind of get-rich-quick schemes and how do I do this and how do I do that uh, kind of quick uh, schemes. But God says if you use Jesus Christ as the cornerstone, the rest of the building will then begin to be strong. We have some power or access to some power uh, that through Jesus Christ, and I don't know about you, but I've had uh, some weary days. I've had some sleepless nights. Uh, 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 and I thought, and I've looked around and I've thought things over. Uh, and all of my good days outweigh my bad days. And, and I've learned, Dr. Nash, not to complain. But the only way I'm unable to complain is I have access to some power. Some power that keeps me in the midnight hour. Some power that rocks me uh, when I'm lonely. Some power that encourages me when I need some encouragement. Uh, some power in my life. I'm glad that God gives me power. Because his power, uh, when, I, when I experience rough circumstances, I'm able to keep my calm with his power. Uh, through my burdens, I'm still blessed because of his power. Because or in spite of hardships, I'm still happy because of his power. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter what difficulties come my way. He's still been dependable because of his power. No, trials have shown their ugly face, but I'm still triumphant because of his power. Uh, situations uh, have seen suspect, but I'm still satisfied because of his power. Uh, adversities uh, have shown up in my life but I still got assurance because of his power I'm glad uh, of the power of Jesus Christ uh, it was power bestowed upon him on a hill called Calvary y'all do know that hill don't you uh, it was the hill where he died they hung him high stretched him wide he hung his head he did die y'all he died until the sun refused to shine he died until the moon dripped away in blood he did die y'all he died until the old preacher said he reeled and rocked like an old drunken man he did die y'all he died until someone said surely this must be the son of God he did die y'all but thank God that's not where the story ends they buried him in a bar or two and early Sunday morning early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand power to walk right power to talk right power to live right power to love one another power power ha!
Preacher, you through. Amen. What a word from God for the people of God. The pastor's proclamation. My heart has truly been blessed through the words of of this pastor, my friend and my brother, and spoke to me. And I pray that you got what he said to you. And we would be remiss if we did not open up the doors of the church. There just may be someone who wants to form this relationship with Jesus the Christ so that you can have a position so that you can have peace so that you can have a promotion so that you can have power all it takes is a willing heart and a willing spirit Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus rose from the dead that you shall be saved that's what it's all about getting folks saved my installation is secondary church services are secondary it's all about introducing folk to Christ so as we sing this song if you're 